You're listening to Playback, a Variety iHeartRadio podcast. I'm your host, Variety Awards editor Chris Tapley. We're kicking off three weeks of chats with Oscar nominees this week, beginning with Amy Adams, who picked up her sixth nomination for playing Dick Cheney and Vi- <laughs> for playing Lynn Cheney in Vice. I think if Amy Adams played Dick Cheney in this movie, that would be something to write home about. Holy crap. No, uh, she plays Lynn Cheney in the film. She got her sixth nomination in 14 years, which is incredible, particularly when you consider the fact that she kind of hit the ground running with Oscar nominations, uh, landing one for Junebug in 2005. And uh, she's one of our most unrewarded actresses uh, on that score. Uh, Six nominations without a win so far. Maybe she'll finally pull it off for Vice. We talked about that film and uh, all the films she's been nominated for, in fact, uh, which is uh, quite an, a collection of films. And uh, again, shes I think she's one of the sweetest people in the business. She was one of our first guests early on here at Playback, and we're so pleased to have her back. So here is my chat with Amy Adams. It's, it's always fun Good. to get a movie out there. Thank you. To get it seen, you know, there's always so much anticipation around, yeah. you know, yeah. especially like when it's Adam and it's Christian. And... and I've had all you guys on the show. I don't think I've ever had this many people from one movie on the show. Really? Before. I did Christian and Sam together. Oh, and I had fun. Adam right at the beginning of the year. Nice. And now here we are with you. Yep. All right. We are up and running. Okay, everyone. No big deal. We're just here with Amy Adams, um, six-time Oscar nominee Amy Adams, hello, I should hello. say. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having You're me. You're a returning champ, so to speak, uh, one of the few that we've had a second time on the show. Yeah, so. it was... Uh, Telluride. Telluride. That's that right. That was episode and number two, by the way. This is like number 104 or something. Oh, my goodness. Congratulations. So, That's thank really you. cool. Uh, that was a fun one, though. I love doing them in Telluride. I love going to Telluride. Obviously, oh, it's beautiful. And, so beautiful. Yeah. I'd wish I had more time there. I yeah. want to kind of just go and hang out. You can actually watch movies when you're there if, mm-hmm. if you're able to spend time there. Yeah. But, yes, the uh, Oscar-nominated star of Vice, congratulations on that. Thank you. What was your morning like when you got the news? Um, Were you here? Yeah, I was here. So an early morning then? Yeah, I got a phone call, and that was fun. It's always fun. Um, I wasn't anticipating it one way or the other, but I was happy to hear about everyone's nominations. For me, that's always fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to be nominated with a bunch of uh, a bunch of people from the film is is a good feeling. Yeah, I think it was like eight nominations. It's one of my favorite movies of the year. I love it. I think it's delicious. Uh, you know, it's it, what's interesting to me though is it's been a bit of a divisive movie. I mean, have you been surprised by some of the reviews to Vice? Um, Do you pay attention to them? I don't always pay attention to reviews. Um, sometimes I like to read like one or two good and one or two bad just so I understand sort of people's perspective. Mm-hmm. I like to be balanced. Um, it was interesting the level of of divisiveness, like the sort of passion people had both ways, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I think that's that was really um, that was really interesting. And and in a way it kind of reflects the times that we're in that it's yeah. you know, um, but but there were people on both sides of the aisle who either liked or didn't like the film yeah. or who responded. I love the film, and I, I love um, Adam McKay's unique storytelling devices. And so for yeah. me, I'm, I'm, I'm in the – I mean, of course, I'm in it, but I'm in the <laughs> camp of, of really loving it. It's good to have strong reactions as opposed to, oh, it was okay. What do yeah. you want to get to, for dinner? You know, like, yeah. you know, just forget about it within – Yeah, being indifferent. Indifference is kind of one of my least favorite things yeah. in general in life. Yeah. Although I really 
don't like not being liked. Do you know what I mean? That like well, stresses yeah. me out. It'd be strange otherwise, I think. <laughs> Is there anyone who just <laughs> loves not being liked? Like Probably, actually. You do? Uh, I... Particularly in my field, I think. Oh, okay. The, the people who like to rouse like, emotions. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. Well, you know. I like that there's a conversation. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. I will say there's a conversation around vice. So um, I think especially when we're dealing um, with political elements, conversation is important. Yeah. Yeah. So when you got the script, uh, did it read how it was finally presented? Did it read on the page as, as irreverent as it as the filmmaking is? Because I'm always curious about that transla- translation. You know? you know, I guess maybe because I was looking at it from a character point of view and the way that the characters were developed. I mean, I knew... I know Adam is um, very political and he has very strong points of view, so I knew he was going to put that in, but, you know, there's always a slight difference between the script and the final product, and um, so I I knew that, you know, diving into it with Adam, he was going to have a take on it, but the script itself was very solid and felt very, um, it just felt very matter of fact you know mm-hmm. his storytelling techniques aren't so you always mm-hmm. knew that there was going to be that but um for instance are you reading halfway through the script there's a credit roll yeah so that's exactly in there. Okay. that's in there um the shakespearean scene is in there there's even more that didn't make it in like the musical number which scene, i can't, i wasn't scene. involved yeah. in you so I tell no, oh, okay. no. I mean, trust me. I mean, I was really, you know, anyone who knows me is like, I would have just shown up just to be a dancer. You yeah. know, I'd like to be an Easter egg in the musical number. But I saw the musical number, and it's amazing. I believe he said he's going to try to put it on the DVD. I hope it makes it out. And we I can hope see he it. does. I hope he does that. And then he sort of teased that he might do like a twenty-minute a short film, a short about film about the early stuff. About the early yes. stuff, because when you meet my character. In the script, it's already like twenty minutes in, mm-hmm. so it was uh, it was definitely I approached that scene with a certain sort of energy of already knowing who Lynn is. Mm-hmm. So it's a really fun introduction in that way because it wasn't the initial introduction to the character. That's funny. Yeah, uh, let's talk about that. Getting to know Lynn, uh, researching was this uh, a significant element of research compared to other roles you've done or you know just tell me about that i I mean to to some yes actually i didn't know a lot about her and um i i knew people's opinions so in one way i had to really um i just had to kind of let go of my own opinion or my own politics Mm-hmm. and uh, go back. Because I had started watching video on her because, I, of course, I'm like, oh, I'm playing somebody. What do they look like? What do they sound like? How do they act? What you know? So I went straight to sort of more video research, and then I realized I was not... I was coming at her from a place that wasn't going to be productive mm-hmm. in creating a character that felt real and grounded and, and balanced. And so I stopped watching the videos for a period of time and went back and did my reading and like did the did the real research of yeah. trying to figure out um, who she was as opposed to who she is now. So, yeah. or people's opinions or or my own opinions. Mm-hmm. What so was the hardest was, part of that as far as instilling it and making it a character and. You, know, you always talk about playing real life people, like staying away from anything that's like an impersonation or anything. Just finding an actual character in there. Yeah. What was the hardest kind of through line to find there? I guess. I mean, I think the biggest challenge for me was just creating a character that aged for 
you know, 50 years mm -hmm. and still felt like the same person, mm -hmm. but went through an evolution and creating that um, in a way that felt subtle and real as opposed to, um, but I'm doing it with Christian, so it makes it a lot easier. <laughs> um, but in, with, with Lynn, it's so, it's so strange too, because everything even that I read about her or saw about her that wasn't written by her was based on her past a certain age. So mm -hmm. going back into research, I really had to sort of, I guess, triangulate between what people uh, had told Adam. Um, Adam sent me these amazing, this amazing letter somebody had written, and then there was an article someone had written about the two of them. And then um, sources, you know, we had mm -hmm. sources. <laughs> and then uh, kind of watching how people reacted to her and kind of trying to understand how she got that way mm -hmm. and drawing conclusions about kind of what what about her past what about her experience um created that kind of ambition and that kind of drive and that kind of focus um so that it was coming from a place that didn't feel purely shakespearean yeah, you know exactly. and felt a little felt more grounded what it's always find? important to me as i like my characters to feel like you could meet them on the street. What do you think that drive was about? I mean, that's what I told Adam. It's what I've told everyone about this movie. What I come away from this movie thinking is why, uh, you know, all of that push for power, uh, you know, specifically regarding Dick Cheney, he, he, he doesn't need the money. He, he's not necessarily getting the credit because he's, mm -hmm. you know, VP and everything. It's just like this push for power and why. And you got any ideas? I mean, I, I have ideas. I have no conclusive to, conclusory evidence, mm -hmm. you know, but in, in looking at Lynn in particular, I mean, I think you get to a point in life where you can lose perspective if you don't. Um, it's easy to lose perspective in the pursuit of power or, mm -hmm. or wealth, I think. And I don't know that that's what happened to Lynn, but I do know in the beginning she... Um, she came from a real rough upbringing and she doesn't talk about it in the way that sort of our society talks about, you know, everyone's so open and just like mm -hmm. shares about their pain and their trauma. She's honest about it um, in her book, but she almost tells it with sort of this romanticized, like everything feels like it's shot in soft focus in the way <laughs> that she tells her story about, mm -hmm. you know, her, uh, the tragedies in her family's history and her dad's, you know, problems with gambling or, you know, having to move out of her house into an apartment because they lost their house and going to the state championships for baton twirling and seeing the girls of privilege and understanding that she was one of the only ones there in a handmade costume, you know, little things that you start to go, oh, I kind of see, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm seeing where, you know, she created, um, a real, um, a real, a real drive and mm -hmm. understanding that it was going to be up to her to get herself out of um, her situation. If yeah. she wanted to, um, I think she learned very early that her hard work could be rewarded. Mm -hmm. And so I think she kind of just had this amazing focus and work ethic. And it didn't matter if it was baton twirling or, you know, um, getting a husband or whatever it was. Whipping him she, into shape. Whipping him into shape, so to speak. but it was it was as soon as I felt this in reading it, and there was this. I I actually really liked this because I know ambition still feels like such a dirty word, especially mm -hmm. for women to mm -hmm. be like I'm ambitious. It just doesn't. 
I know Reese Witherspoon talked about this in a yeah. speech, and it's, it's worth looking up. And so I felt that Lynn didn't feel apologetic about being ambitious. She saw it as, I decided I wanted to be the best girl, and I used to fantasize about the dress I'd wear, and gosh darn it, I did it, and I wore the dress. Mm-hmm. You know, And she's proud of herself, and that's something that isn't instilled often mm-hmm. um, about... Um, ambition in women and, yeah. you know it's it's not always seen the same way yeah I mean the whole thing makes for a fascinating just psychological study obviously I know um, I think I love psychology which is why I always <laughs> try to break down my characters in this sort of like amateur psychologist way <laughs> it's part of what you guys do yeah it's the most fun part of my work for me is what is going on in there yeah yeah I also wanted to talk about uh, your just your your fellow nominees in the supporting actress category this year. It's, it's a fascinating lineup. I mean, uh, Regina King. Uh, you know, I was hopeful she would make the cut, and she did. For oh if yeah, Bill Street could talk. Yeah, uh, fa- you know, fantastic performance. Uh, the ladies from the favorite, Rachel Weisz and uh, Emma Stone, and. I was so thrilled to see Marina did the very good end for Roma, which was such an interesting inclusion as well. Uh, what, what, have you been, had a chance to see movies this year? Uh, have you had a chance to see their movies this year? I'm just curious I've, what you think. I've seen some movies. Um, I haven't seen everybody's movies. I yeah. feel bad about that. Um, I definitely will see. I'm in the middle of all of my uh, viewing mm-hmm. at this point. Um, and I'm excited. There, I know them all. You guys are running into each other all the time. Yeah, so, but yeah. also as people, they're awesome, and their previous work. I, I'm I'm a huge fan. Mm-hmm. Um, Regina, I have like a major girl crush on because she's <laughs> just got the night the best energy, and um, yeah, I'm, it's a it's a fun category to be a part of. I always have a good time with with the women. It's it's interesting. The narrative always sets women up in such. I don't know if it does with men. Does it do this with men? Where like men are really like. You know, like battling out. I don't know that they do that. Like uh, women, it feels like it's like, I like don't know. we're like in deep competition. Like I, guess, I have I guess, like voodoo dolls of these girls <laughs> or something, and I'm like, no, I'd be happy for any of them. I think maybe um, some of that plays a part in every category. Yeah, uh, but you know, I, don't, I guess our yeah. society does like to pit women against each other. So, well, maybe in my it's case, it's not. That. It's just not true. Yeah. I'm not against anybody. Yeah. Well, that's not true. I'm not against anybody, <laughs> an actor in my category. There's it's some an, human beings that date back to junior high. I still have a they get, problem You got some voodoo with. dolls for those. <laughs> no. Can you imagine? <laughs> you um, like Steve Buscemi and Billy Madison. No, that's so funny. Um, no, I'm sorry. I'm thinking about all the ladies. <laughs> They're awesome. Yeah, like I said, it's an amazing. awesome lineup. Yeah. And I also wanted to talk about your just your previous nominations, if, you, if you'd be willing to kind of look back with me. Uh you're a very prolific actress to begin with, but to be prolific with, uh, you know, award-nominated, award-winning work is stunning. I mean, I don't six nominations in 14 years. It's insane. I mean, since you pretty much leapt onto the scene, um, well, so to speak, I mean, obviously you, you were working hard before you broke out in Junebug. But let's start with Junebug, uh, your first nomination. You know, what comes to mind when I talk about Junebug? Uh, that was unexpected and... Um, thrilling it's 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 why i always approach award season with a great attitude like i try to have a great attitude and to look at the gifts of it because i would not be where i am today if um people hadn't gotten behind me for june bug mm-hmm. and i hadn't 
sort of gone through that award season and introduced people to the work. Yeah. Um, so it can really, um, I'm so grateful that it brought attention to a really small film. It didn't have a big budget, didn't have a big publicity budget. And so it was, it was great. Um, it was great to be a part of that. Yeah. It was a real, uh, overwhelming experience. And even it was sort of like, yeah, I bet. I mean, you're, yeah. you're, you're right in the, the business there. And then I feel like I always look like this. <laughs> Dolly Parton is singing on stage. And it was the year that I, I will never forget uh, that it was the year for Heart Out Here for a Pimp and watching yeah, like that Taraji. on stage. Yeah. I was like, this is so awesome. That's right. You know, it's hot I, out here. For I got to interview him. 3 Six Mafia that year. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. By the way. I so, it was. <laughs> that was one of my favorite interviews ever. Oh yeah, I exactly. Because so I, I wanted was, to know what, what was the nominees' luncheon like for those guys. I was like, "Tell me about that." And they're like, "Man, you're used to being in the studio, smelling like some stuff you probably shouldn't be smelling like." <laughs> and then they pull a switcher, and you're, you're sitting there with Reese Witherspoon, and and she's sexy, man. And Steven Spielberg. It's the greatest interview I've ever done. I remember oh, it clearly my gosh, in my head I to this it. day. Well, that's. Kind of, I mean, that's honestly <laughs> what I felt like. I mean, my poor husband. He. Um, we go back to that season because he made, uh, I'm so, so sorry, Darren. He went through an apple martini phase. And so he was like, oh, free drinks at Sags. And next thing you know, he's got his arms around David Strathair. And I'm like, Darren, you don't actually know him. You know that, right? Like, you might be uh, being a little too familiar with everybody because he was so excited. We were both so excited to meet everybody. But I was like doing on, on you know, I was trying to keep Tone it. Tone it down, bro. I was, are you kidding? It's the best show ever. I was like, I think he likes you a lot. You should encourage this. Like I was, I'm, I'm bad like that. If someone's like going down a road, as long as it's not harmful, I mean, Push this a bit, yeah. is a great show. Um, but I was reminding him that, um, at SAG's the pa- this past, uh, SAG Awards, I was like, do you remember your apple martini face? I mean, there was a time he was close talking Steven Spielberg about having, <laughs> Knowing every word to, um, I was going to Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom because he has a record of it. And so he's like, dude, bro, man. I was like, oh my gosh, you just dude, bro, man, Steven Spielberg. I love you so much. You're so insane. Oh, but that's why I love my husband is he just makes me laugh. That's funny. Because he gets so excited. Sorry, guys. <laughs> She's literally crying, guys. And Steven looks at me and goes, you're driving, right? And I'm like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's funny. Darren's gonna kill me. He's so funny, though. I'm not uh, editing sorry. That my, out. my don't. You don't have to. I love <laughs> it because I will say this about my husband. He really is a true lover of film, mm-hmm. and um, and one of the nicest, most social people. Like I'm definitely the person that goes to a party and I'm like, find me a couch, a chair, a corner, whatever. And mm-hmm. he's like, you good? He like gets me settled. <laughs> and then I don't see him for like an hour. You good? Um, you good? Can I get you anything? You good? And then he just, he's just very friendly. Temple of Doom I mean, is the best one, too by the friendly. way. Oh, is that you think? I think so. We just watched them with my daughter. We covered her eyes during certain parts. Yeah. I, I know it's sacrilege. I just think it's the best one. No, that's okay. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of The Last Crusade. Yeah, it's awesome, too. I like the first one, too. I like them all. We just, again, we did that with my daughter um, a couple weeks ago. Which one did she like? Uh, she liked the Temple, Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom. It's yeah. so fun. It's yeah. adventurous. She liked that know. one. Sorry, I'm laughing. I now can't stop thinking of Darren Close talking to everybody. 
Well, this is going to be a fun segue. Let's talk about doubt. Okay. <laughs> uh, three years later. Yeah. Uh, you know, powerhouse cast. Uh, Meryl Streep, Viola Davis, late great Phil Hoffman. Uh, what What do you recall of that movie and, and that season? Um, that was an amazing experience for me working on that film to get to dive into a character study. And we were in rehearsals to get to do that at that point in my career with Philip and Merrill was, I, I keep saying a gift, but it is a gift. I mean, I, I was able to watch these two masters um, working their craft, and it, it taught me so much. And um, I, it was strange, because that year at the Oscars, I went through like a whole, like the first Oscars was just so overwhelming, and then I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I doing back here? Like, I don't belong <laughs> here. This is... Too much, almost. I, I got a little overwhelmed during that season. I think. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, yeah. Well, was it different then, even than it is now? I mean, this is just ten years ago, but you know, it's the evolution of the season and how much work you guys end up having to do to promote. I the mean, films it's different for each film and sort yeah. of the the way that it um, gets rolled out. You mm-hmm. know, um, that one it was so much of um, having done Enchanted mm-hmm. and having that come out, and then really transitioning into um doubt from enchanted yeah it's just whiplash um, for sure yeah yeah. so it it was i was like (laughs) that moment where i decide how honest to be um (laughs) it was like i really wanted to be taken seriously Mm -hmm. but at the same time not i i think a lot of people be like like i would make a joke because uh, Philip and Meryl would be asked about sort of diving into these deep characters, and then mm. they'd get to me and say, "So, what was harder to wear, a princess dress or a habit?" And I was like, "Oh no, is this what people think about me? They yeah. think that it's the same thing, and I'm just changed costumes." So that was kind of I kind of got in my head a little bit. Was there already a natural kind of self consciousness about that, or did well, that, I just have a natural self consciousness okay. anyway? I think, but I think I I. I didn't expect to be taken as seriously as as uh, Philip and I mean Philip and Merrill and that are just overwhelm mm. overwhelmingly brilliant and mm. their their work is amazing. Um, I think it was just new to it all. Yeah, you know, so you're just trying to find your way. I think that's what it is. How about the fighter? Uh, the first time you and then Christian I found were nominated my way. No, <laughs> together. No, yeah. Um, that one was fun. Um, I, that was a hard award season because I went through. I just had my daughter, mm-hmm. and I was shooting the Muppets at the same time. So also very different from very what you're different. promoting. Yeah, and I. So I remember that one just primarily because I was burning the. I was like I had three candle. Like there wasn't just yeah. burning the candle from both ends. It was just like it was like burning all the candles. Burning all <laughs> the candles, which you know a lot of people are doing. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was a fun one. I remember I, I sing a lot and I talk about this. And I remember I sang to David O. Russell at the Oscars. Really? Yeah. Like in the Dolby Theater? In or? the Dolby Theater, <laughs> yeah. What were you singing? Now, now I'm just like curious. Kesara. Oh my gosh. I always I sang to him on sets. I sing a lot. It's This is what's coming out. <laughs> I've never told anybody that, so you're getting me to be honest. Does wow. that sound really cheesy? No, that you sing a lot? Or no, that I sang to him. Well, I mean, I don't know. The, the, it depends on what was going on there. Why Did he need to be sung to for some reason? 
Was he like, please sing to me, I'm nervous? No, probably not. <laughs> I think Kesara is just sort of my anthem for life. So yeah, <laughs> maybe the old dinner theater roots are, are coming I out think in so. that or something. Yeah. Then the master, uh, love that movie. Gosh, uh, masterpiece. Um, Phil Hoffman again. Yeah. Uh, that might have been a bit of a surprise because I feel I don't I don't recall. Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like there was some question as to whether that movie was catching with the Academy or not. And then mm. three of you are nominated, and it was like, oh, that's amazing. Honestly, some of my favorite acting work I've seen from any actors are the scenes that Phil and Joaquin do together. Yeah. The scene where he's um, auditing him, I guess it's called something that, yeah. the, that uh, and he's making him go back and not blink. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's, I think it's up there with some of the best yeah. work I've seen any actors do. Yeah. Um, I think that film affected me in a way that was unexpected to me. It's the only time that I played a character where I really, really like was sad about what the character was doing on set. Mm. Um, Interesting. How do you push that away so you can just play the part? I don't know. It was it was uh, the the final scene of the movie mm-hmm. when I'm. I'm kind of off to the side, and then I leave the room. But the way that they shot that scene, um, they kept the cameras rolling. Mm-hmm. And so to prevent, when they're in on the close-ups, to prevent hearing my click-click, mm-hmm. I had to duck to the side. So I'm, like, behind a sound cart, <laughs> and I'm just listening to these two actors talk to each other. And I think that's part of what it was when he wow. was saying, you'll be my enemy, and then he sang Slow Boat to China, and I still can't, um, I still can't talk about it without... Uh, affecting me yeah um and paul's so genius in that way just keeping the camera on philip while he sang that song in the way that he did i don't know it just really affected me no absolutely while it was being filmed american hustle quite different as well how about this by the way the the, the kind of variation of material has that always been important to you yeah 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 i think it's something i um whether it's intentional or lo- or not, I'm always attracted to things I haven't done, mm-hmm. um, or if something feels like a, a new challenge, that's mm-hmm. exciting to me. And that season was uh, that would have been 2013. That was the next year. That was right after the Master. So you were right back into it all over again. I mean, when you when you've been through the season that many times, does it ever feel? Does it start to feel like the same thing, or does it feel different each time? It would because of the movie, but just the really general different. circuit. And you're kind of going through it with different people, and the way uh, everyone's involvement is different. Um, it, it does feel different every time. I, I, I do think I try to roll with it. I really that tends to be, mm-hmm. you know, I just kind of roll with, you know, show yeah. up. Yeah. You know, and here gotta you, show up. Here you are, yeah. six-time nominee. I mean, that's that's amazing, Amy. It, I mean, you're, you're, you're such a modest you. person, but it's 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 that's huge. And I think if I'm wrong, I, I don't think I'm wrong. You and another nominee this year, Glenn Close, are the two most nominated performers who have yet to hear their name called on Oscar night. How crazy is that? It's awesome. I mean, <laughs> it is. I'm like, who gets to do this? Um, I'm, I you can't. I can't really put words into it my husband and i had a toast 
the other night, and he said to your six Oscar nomination, and I was just like, that doesn't even make any sense to me. <laughs> I'm sure there are trolls out there like, it doesn't make sense to us either. Um, <laughs> you nailed it. Bring it. <laughs> I love it. Um, I love that. I'm like... <laughs> A pair um, of sunglasses just fell across her eyes, everyone, and the words deal with it just deal with magically it. appeared no, in I'm the air. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I need those sunglasses made. That's, like, so my personality. <laughs> I deal with it. Uh, that's not really... It's more like I'm being silly. That's not really my personality. Um, but it makes me laugh. It's the joke of it is my personality. Yes, yes. Um, look, I'm lucky, and there's a lot of actors out there who are deserving of attention for their performances. So I just feel like I'm unlucky. I'm yeah. Well, Vice, uh, everyone should see this movie. Uh, it's I th- it's got to be still in theaters, right? It's late January, so yeah. It's, yeah, it's still in theaters. Go see it in theaters. Um, Absolutely. It's, to me, it's one of the best movies of the year. I'm going to close by asking you a question I asked Adam, which is something we're going to try to start asking okay. our guests at the end of the show. Hopefully have an answer. Maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. What is the movie that made you fall in love with movies? And take your time if you need to think about it. I can edit. No, well, there's different. I guess it's just because there's different movies that made me fall in love with movies at different times. When I was younger, it was Grease. It was my favorite movie, and I watched it over and over. Mm -hmm. But if I'm thinking um, in a more complex way, in high school, we watched Vertigo from Alfred Hitchcock. Mm. And it's the first time I understood... um, the artistry and intellect behind filmmaking and the use of different devices, be it be flashbacks or um, different imagery um, to help tell the story. And that became really, really fascinating to me. So if if I'm thinking of a more sort of mature approach, I'm going to go with Vertigo just because that's the first one inside of my humanities class um, that we broke down. And it was the first time I'd ever sort of broke down a movie in an in a artistic and intellectual way to Did look that at the make filmmaker's you want to intention. Pursue the business at all or was there something else? Well, I was already in the arts just from being a dancer, so mm-hmm. I was always interested in um the performing arts, but um I didn't really think it was a possibility for me to be in movies. It mm-hmm. just seemed like kind of too big an idea. I couldn't mm-hmm. wrap my head around it. And uh, I think it wasn't until I actually got cast in a movie that I thought, oh, this is, this is kind of what I'm doing anyway, just in a different way. Mm-hmm. And so it, that opened, um, opened up my mind uh, to the possibility that I could act in film. Yeah. And so I've sort of been teaching and training myself since then. Uh, yeah. What else? What you got coming up? Uh, I, I know you, you're working with Joe Wright. I did just work with Joe Wright. We uh, had Brian Tyree Henry in here. A oh, weeks he's ago. the best. Love he was him. so good. He's awesome. He's so good. He was so great to work with. He was, well, I mean, he uh, he was so great. That's all I can say. His Beale Street scene just blew me away. He's so great. I mean, yeah, he was. Uh, I I always love it when actors show up. There are scenes where I literally in Woman of the Window have like a three page monologue and Joe Wright shot it over the course of like eight days maybe (laughs) and so other actors had to sit there and stand for me and he was always there and I always appreciate that and always showing up um, I appreciate that about about fellow actors when they when they show up for each other what else you got other than that nothing that's it that's it vacation hopefully um we'll see Yeah. yeah I'm really 
I love being at home. I think I travel so much. I'm kind of a homebody, and mm-hmm. so I like having my daughter have some consistency. So we'll we'll take a little vacation, but nothing too. Yeah. Nothing too long. For sure. Especially after she just is out of school for like a week with the flu, yeah. like I was telling her. I was like, nope. Yeah. Yeah. Well, congratulations again. Thank you. Uh, well deserved. I love Thank the movie. Thank you Again, everyone should see it. It's called Vice. Amy Adams, thanks for coming on the show again. Thank you. I appreciate it.